covenants with you. You are Lord of all. You're the King of all kings. We bow down and worship you. In everything we say or do, oh Lord, we magnify only you. We overcome by your blood. We overcome by your blood. Thank you, God. It's only by the blood. Oh, it's only by the blood. By the blood. Only by your blood. Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Every nation will confess. Jesus is Lord. You are Lord. You are Lord. Oh, we thank you for your promises, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. A while back in worship, we were up here and it just came out in a flow that it was all for you, Jesus. And the Lord gave me a vision of like a big bouquet of flowers. But that they weren't flowers though they were people it was like they were gathered up in this big ribbon around them and we were handing that to jesus it's his reward it's his reward and they were it was just people all in that bouquet and the lord desires for every nation every nation lord we declare that this morning we declare that this morning in jesus name every nation All the nations they will come holding broken chains above their heads singing we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and all the
Next week we've got the Moravian Love Feast. We're going to start at 9.30. So be there. We're going to love on one another. Fellowship. Be in unity. Amen? I mean, it's free food. If you, if you do that in Africa, man, you'll have revival. Just, just tell people there's food for free, man. Oh, you're going to be laying hands on people till sundown. And yeah, four or five hours. That's not a bad idea. In Africa, that's normal. Understand? <laughs> so we're going to get to that place in America, amen? I went to a service not so long ago in Africa, and we went home at 5 in the morning. <laughs> Church just went on all night. Too much goes on. Got to ask God to start touching us. Amen. So we're going to have um, prophetic teams after the service, and I think Roy and his team are going to minister to some people. Amen. Pray with Pastor David. Lay hands on some people. Don't we want an impartation? Don't we want to receive something that the men of God have to give? Amen. Okay. Um, I'm going to deliver an offering message, so put your seatbelts back on. <laughs> I need to solidify some things, and the man of God gave me freedom to speak a little. So I'm going to teach a bit. It will be quick. Do I have your permission? Bless you. Okay. If you want, you can go with me to Malachi 3, verse 6. Amen. So, Father God, I thank you that hearts will be open to receive this word, that we'll be willing to step into your riches and your prosperity, Father God. So we claim the promises, Lord Jesus. For I am the Lord, I change not, verse 6. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, you are not gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you said, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? <laughs> this is the Lord's answer. In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Ha. So, there is a curse, no matter what they preach. You try and withhold what belongs to the Lord, there's something coming your way. 
Don't think that you can break God's ordinances or God's laws. God's laws will break you. So don't lie to yourself. Truth is a very strong entity. Truth is eternal and he is the truth. You can't break truth. Truth will end up breaking you. So excuse me, I'm just going to go a bit into something that I wrote about truth. And I just want to read it for you guys and then we'll go back. Because this is a very serious problem that we have in the body of Christ. There is no prosperity. Amen. Very few people are walking it. And there's lots of people squandering the wealth of the Lord. You understand? So there's certain spiritual laws that we still have to abide by whether we like it or not. You understand? Am I saying something to you guys? So we've got to live by this truth. Amen. So listen to what I wrote. And you can take John 8 verse 32. The truth is a very powerful entity. It is a very stubborn entity. The truth is of no value to the person who does not know it. So the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So we hear, yeah, that we can be delivered by information. Because the Bible says my people perish because of lack of wisdom or lack of vision. Am I saying something? I think I am. Amen. So how far down the road you go. And how long you last going down that road does not mean it's the truth. It's not an indication that it's the truth. Just because you were born into that way and your family walked down that road for many generations does not mean it's the truth. Truth does not have respect for your opinion. And it doesn't need your vote to make a truth. So you can't outvote truth. <laughs> Amen. God is not democratic. God is theocratic and God is thus saith the Lord. And if you don't do it, you're in trouble. <laughs> Amen. So there were people that robbed the Lord. Huh? With tithes and offerings. Let's go further. Amen. I think you guys are receiving something. So help me preach, please. Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat, in verse 10, in mine house, and prove me now, herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Listen to that. He's talking about Isaiah 54. Huh. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals, creates an instrument for his work. Huh. And I have created the waster to destroy. So sometimes we're opening the door to the devil because the devil can't do anything to us unless doors are open. So we open the door to the destroyer and the waster because we have allowed certain spiritual laws to pass us by. We thought we can get away with things. <laughs> you can break God's laws and think there won't be consequences. <laughs> you will have consequences. It's a fact. <laughs> Amen. Help me, where was I? Okay. Neither shall your vines cast her fruits before the time of, in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 12. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be the delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. He's speaking to his people concerning tithes and offerings. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. Now we've got to realize that prosperity is for us, but we can't claim the promises of God if we're not obeying certain spiritual laws. You understand? The blessings of the Lord make of rich and it adds no sorrow to it. So rich is something that belongs to us. But now God told these people, you have been cursed with a curse because you have tried to rob me. 
God is always trying to teach us. So you know, the blood can set us free. The blood can do a lot of things for us. Yeah. But the application of the blood is what's also important. People don't know how to apply things. So they believe in things and the knowledge begins to take them to a certain extent, a certain place. But now they don't apply this weapon. You understand? So you have the weapons, but you're not applying it. <laughs> I'm trying to teach you. This, this, God's trying to say that he wants to bring his people into prosperity. Did you see how the scripture ended? Your storehouses will be filled. God wants to fill you up. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Through his death you might have eternal life. Huh? So many things he gave us on the cross. That was the day that the Lord made. <laughs> Psalm 35 verse 27, let them shout for joy and be glad for the favor of my righteousness cause, cause ye let them say continually let the Lord be magnified which have pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. God takes pleasure in your prosperity. God takes pleasure in your success. God takes pleasure when you take his laws and his ordinances and you use it for your victory. God takes pleasure in that. That's why he died on the cross. That's why he became poor. So that we could become rich. Wouldn't it be better to have Jesus is Lord on the back of your Bentley rather than an old beaten up Volkswagen? <laughs> People will see, oh, look who's God he serves. Man, that's a nice car. There's nothing wrong with being blessed if you're using God's finances to further the kingdom. Amen. There's lots of rich people, but in God's eyes, they're very poor. Because if you've got money and you have nothing to give, <laughs> you're just poor in God's eyes. You're just a poor person. <laughs> Amen. So let's go to Psalm 118. God is good. Verse 16, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. Now this is about the crucifixion, just for your information. Open to me the gates of righteousness. God made the door through Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you with me? I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter, that's the crucifixion and the resurrection. I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. Now here comes Matthew 21 and Mark 12, talking about the tenants. Are you with me? The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. There we go, Mark 12, Matthew 21. Amen. This is the day which the Lord have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank God for his resurrection. Thank God for his birth, his death. Save now, beseech thee, O Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee. Stand now. Send now prosperity. Ha. It's time for God to send prosperity into our lives. So if we can just bring the buckets here. What, what song are you going to sing, brother? How great. I think that's a beautiful song. So if we can just bring them forward and we can come to the altar like the book of Malachi speaks. Amen. And we can just come knowing that God's going to do something. So Father God, I pray over the seed that we're about to give, Father God. And this ministry is about to receive. And I thank you that you're going to bring our prosperity. We've received the sacrifice. We've received the price that you paid for us, Lord Jesus. So bring financial breakthrough in your people's lives. Bring that eternal truth, Father God, and let it be everlasting. Let people look upon us and see now this is a prosperous people. 
and they'll know truly who our God is. So open up your gates. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You may bring your offering. Bless you. Bless your name. Amen. Amen. Appreciate you guys. Hey, you can just stick around if you want to and play some a little bit, but you guys can be free. Hey, give this guy a hand. He deserves a hand. I'm telling you. All these guys. All these guys. We really appreciate them. Our worship team. And um, I, I got this djembe, man. If I'd have known, I could have run by the house and get a djembe and banged on it. I'd added a little drum. But now you, when I was a pastor in West Virginia, I was a worship leader and the pastor and the janitor. This was a long time ago, but it was, I was everything. And the, but you have to do that. Did you ever do that, Roy? You just, you know, you do whatever. And it was a joy. There was one time, you know, we, we had a great worship team. It was the Integrity Music worship team because I'd turn on the stereo behind me and I'd flick it on. And, but sometimes it got a little hairy, you know, you'd run over a song and stuff. And, uh, but it was a lot of fun in those days. But these are these days. Hey, someone had a testimony about a, something God did, a gift. Where, where, tell us what he did. He gave you something pretty awesome. Come tell us what he did. And then we want to pray. That was a good word, uh, Tyler. Dylan. Yeah, this goes along with God's love. Um, and I hate microphones. <laughs> anyway, God's love, um, his promises of prosperity, everything. But my car was like 10 years old for me. It's actually 14 years old. I've had it 10 years. No air. No blower even when it rains, like I have a little fan I'd have to blow. Window won't roll down, the transmission you have to... So anyway, the car was falling apart, and I kept saying, God, I need a new car, please. You know, I call in this new car, whatever. Had no hope for a car. I work part-time, no finances. Um, my estranged mother of four years, and we just reconnected, called me Thursday morning and said, I'm buying you a new car. $20,000 worth of a car. So I'm sitting with a new car now, and the goodness of God and his love and how he cares for us is Amen. just crazy. Amen. That's the symbol. That's his love. You know, it really is. I, I grew up where you just took offerings, you know, just kind of behind the scenes, whatever. You don't make a big deal of it. And then we used to go to these meetings where these guys are really... Manipulate. I remember one guy at a meeting, he said, now everybody take your wallet out. And so we took our wallets out, you know, now look in there and see what you got. Get the biggest bill or the biggest credit. And that stuff turned me off big time, you know what I mean? I just, I wasn't into that. But there really is prosperity. And Dylan, thank you for that. I remember when I first became the pastor, we used to talk about the poverty spirit a whole lot around here, you know that? And I hadn't talked a lot about it because I asked the Lord about it when I became the pastor. I said, God, they're always talking about the poverty spirit. What do you think about it? And he told me, he said, it's a dead dog, bury the thing. That's what I heard. He said, it's a dead dog, bury it. Quit digging it up. And so I don't talk about it because I just figure it's a dead dog. But maybe we need to remind it today. You know, because you, it does maybe stick its head above the ground or something, but... The Lord wants to prosper His people so that we will be able to give into the harvest. That was the word. He wants His church to be overwhelmingly prosperous because we have a big harvest. 
In fact, I gotta, I'm going to talk to some of the guys, Tony, and, and we have a financial team, but we, you know, we give 10 to 12% you know, of our, everything that comes into missions. We need to up that big time, okay? 15, 20%. I just figure, let's just go for broke. If we go broke, we're broke. But we're not going to go broke. You can't outgive God. You just can't do it. So we're just, can we just say amen to that, our financial team? Let's just jack it up. Because they're always asking and there's so much need out there anyway. And uh, I guarantee you will not get to heaven and say, God, I believed you that you would open the windows of heaven. And I gave. I gave abundant. I gave the tithe and I gave offerings. And you failed me. How many of you think that's going to happen? I promise you it's not going to happen. He, you're not going to outgive God and he's not going to fail us. In fact, I have a feeling this is an hour we really need to learn how to give. Just give and, and then God will give back. His kingdom is not going to go broke. The kingdom of God. Now the kingdoms of this world, everything is going to be shaken that can be shaken. Financial structures are going to be shaken. But not the kingdom's financial structure. Because we have a great task to do, a great task. In fact, I was this week. I had, you know, you hang around folks like Rodney, your faith goes, you know, you get stirred up. And I was just seeing that amphitheater finished. Because I'm just going to be honest, you know, we built the stage, and then we just kind of been sitting around a little bit, I guess, waiting for angels to come by and build the rest of it. Well, forget that stuff. We're going to build it. We're going to build it, and it's not going to be cheap. We need. This is what I heard. We need at least 5,000 seats. So here's what, now Tony, hold me to it. Tomorrow I want to get online. Let's find amphitheater builders. And let's just go ahead and get them to start getting plans and just come out and start stuff. And watch God provide for it. And uh, because there's a big harvest we're getting ready for in Moravia Falls. It's not, uh, we're not going to put anybody's name on it. This is not the, you know, Dillon Memorial Amphitheater, you know. <laughs> Definitely not the Dillon Memorial. You know, definitely, definitely not that. It's, it's not that, man. We're not. But it's just not, you know what I mean, in honor or whatever. But let's just pray. Let's ask God to do that. Father, Lord, forgive me for my little faith. We built a stage, so what? Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that amphitheater would be built and it would be first class and it would blow the minds of people. They would wonder, how did that church do that? Lord, we ask you for 5,000 comfortable seats. We ask you for a roof over it, Lord. And, and God, I see ceiling fans and all that. But Lord, we ask you to build it. We pray in the name of Jesus, amphitheater, for the sake of the lost, come forth in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. And we'll figure out how to, where to park the cars. I didn't see that in the vision. I, I just, I didn't see it. Horses? Yeah, we were transporting. There's people prophesied stuff like that. I tell you, you better hold on to your seats. I, some of you guys that are maybe new to the faith, and you're going to hear some things from here on out you never heard before. Now check them out in the scripture, right? You know, we, we are people of the spirit and the word. He's looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. You were talking about truth. And, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm a stickler. That's part of my background. But I remember it was prophesied that what would happen if a you know, million plus Southern Baptists got filled with the Spirit? You know, they were rooted and grounded in the Word and then the Holy Spirit showed up. Guess what? I'm one of them. It happened. 
by accident. It was Jack Taylor, and you guys know about Jack, but, but um, things happen during Great Awakenings. And I want to prophesy to you, the Great Awakening has already begun in America. And I know there are little rumblings, underground places that are starting to break out. We went to West Virginia, what was it, three weeks ago now. Those guys are coming here, the kids, on June the 12th, that weekend. And just, we want them to come share their testimony of what God is doing in high schools, in middle schools in West Virginia. You didn't hear this. I got to tell you one story. There was one fourth grade class. They told us this, right? A fourth grader stood up to share what Jesus was doing in his life. And everybody fell in the fourth grade in the class into the power of the Spirit. They fell out in the classroom. But what most impressed us about that was that wasn't the, the emphasis, you know. That just something that it was a byproduct of God walking in the classroom. The emphasis was repentance and, and kids getting right with God and, and prayer and intercession. And uh, we're going to just let them pray over us and pray for our county and our schools. And I think it'll be just a great time. But do you know this? I, I heard that. I remember this years ago. But during one of the Great Awakenings, Whitfield was preaching, and in Boston, they, ha they actually had to pass a law that you could not climb a tree during Whitfield's meetings. You know, did you hear about that? That's true. You could not, in the city of Boston, climb a tree. This must have been, you know, uh, descendants of Zacchaeus. But anyway, they would climb the trees so they could hear. But when they climbed the trees, they would fall out under the Spirit, and it was causing a ruckus. And so they had to literally pass a law. But I'm, I'm telling you, I know things are, you know, revving up in the world. Darkness is trying to get a lot darker, and it is. It is getting darker. And we're not going to shy away from that stuff. You know, we're, we're just going to plow into it. We're not in the world. I mean, we're not of the world, but we're in it. And we're not of it, but we're going to plow into it. But God sent a great awakening right before the Revolutionary War. Remember that? Great, the first great awakening that led up what was it I forget how many years then the second great awakening led up 40 years in the 1740 and then the second great awakening led up to the civil war and I forget how many years that was I don't know if all that's gonna you know what's all transpiring but I do know that God wants to awaken us he wants to awaken the church in America this, I'm just going to try to put everything together that I heard and some things I'm going to read from the scripture. But, but one thing I heard the Lord say that, this is funny, but I, he said like the ducks are in a row. It's like everything is lined up right now in Moravian Falls. People are getting in place. People have moved here out of obedience to the Holy Spirit. Some of them have come under great warfare since they've moved. They thought, what is this? What did I step into? You know, if I'd have known this, I'd have stayed back in, uh, you know, Taiwan or wherever you came from. I'm not going to name any state because I'm not picking. But, but, I, but I saw that things are in order. And what I saw this week is the Lord came along and he opened up the faucet, the, the spigot. It's like he opened it. Now, what do you do when you see stuff like that? You say, wow, God, that'd be a great thing. No, you just believe God. You just believe. I'd rather die believing and have been wrong than die unbelieving 
and get there and he say if you'd only believed this is what you would have saw can you imagine some of us we don't want to go there but some of us before he wipes away the tears he's going to say this is what I would have done in your life if you had only believed me and if you'd only stepped out in faith and then you know he'll, he'll wipe away the tears but we gotta we gotta jump out amen praise God thank you Lord I want to pray for a bunch of folks but I, look, look with me if you would in John chapter 5 what's this great awakening going to look like I don't know great awakening a bunch of folks are going to get saved I do know that so we got to get ready it's not about us all feeling good it's about us being good say it doesn't matter how I feel it's who I am in Him and who He is in me. And that I'm following Him and doing His will, you know, regardless of the cost. Because there's going to be cost in this hour. This is not the hour to think you get by with it. Great word from Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Man, we don't want to be a people that think we can get by with anything. Now, I was going to, it just brought me back. I want to pray over this poverty thing. I want to break it off of us. Can we do that? Just because some of us, it's like we just can't get, you know, you're waiting for this breakthrough and you keep having visions and then it just, it just doesn't happen. Well, I'm going to, let's break off. Let's remind the poverty spirit. It's a dead dog and it's buried. Okay. So I meant to do that earlier. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing back to my memory. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, just raise your hands if you want this you believe this is for you father we just we remind the poverty spirit it is a dead dog you stay buried in Jesus name and father we right now we break that spirit off of your people it has no place in Jesus name and God we pray that Lord as we obey you as we obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit we ask you God for an open faucet we ask that the spigot be open for prosperity in the name of Jesus, Lord, for individual families that have been enduring and waiting and struggling and thinking they just have to get by. We break that off now. We're not going to get by. We're going to overwhelm. We're the people of God. We are a blessed people and we're going to give. Make us channels of blessing. We receive and we'll give it away. How many of you will give it away? How many of you, if he, if he made you a millionaire, in this hour you'd, you'd, you'd finance the harvest okay so God we release the monies needed for the harvest to your people that are willing vessels to be a channel of blessing through we call it forth even now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I, I there's faith on that I know that sounds a little from some of our backgrounds why, why would you pray listen God can trust us in Jesus' name, we loose it. We receive it. We don't have to be paupers, poor. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, just, can you stick, can you stick around? Just stick, you know, just, I like that. Because <laughs> we're going to pray it intermittently here. But look over in John chapter 15, and uh, that's okay if you do that. I good but John 15 beginning with verse or no I'm sorry John 5 say John 5 John 5 
let's just read through the scripture and there's some things I want to point out and we want to pray about I want to pray that everyone I want to give you what was given to me I didn't want to lose it I didn't want to leak because we are leaky vessels some of you know that we leak that's why you should be filled with the Spirit every day we leak people drain they walk around stick holes in us you know what I mean we leak that's why you got to be ye filled with the Spirit I remember that Greek word be ye being continually be filled it's not a one-time thing okay give me the Holy Spirit and that's it no give me the Holy Spirit today give me more more fresh and filling every day now we have the Holy Spirit but fresh and fillings fresh anointing okay after this there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem now there was in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool which is called in Hebrew Bethesda how many of you know what that means I it means house of mercy there's one definition there are others but if it's house of mercy that sounds good to me how many of you need mercy his mercy endures forever his mercies are new every morning and so if you've come in need of mercy guess what you get it you can have it and in in these lay a great multitude of sick people blind lame paralyzed uh, wanting waiting for the moving of the water can I tell you the water's moving right now across America there now it's gonna get stirred up a lot more the tra tradition was we're gonna read read about their tradition an angel would show up and stir the water but I'm telling you the Lord himself is stirring the water in this hour and um, he's just looking for people ready to jump in now verse 4 for an angel here's the tradition for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred the water then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had say whatever disease he didn't you know specify hey I'm only talking about colds and coughs and you know something like that whatever disease think of some diseases right now that are big time obviously the big C word you know I mean he said any disease whatever disease he had do you think Jesus is capable of doing that I mean whatever disease are you sure absolutely he's the big C Jesus Christ cancers the little C I remember Paul Cain prophesied that one time and we got to see it like that you hear the word cancer don't look at it as the big C it's the little little bitty bitty C and the big C is greater much greater big Jesus big Christ and he said uh, so an angel went by and started whatever disease he had now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years now this was longer than most people lived in this time so this is a long time verse 6 and when Jesus saw him lying there he knew that he'd already had been in that condition a long time and he said to him do you want to be made well that's a good question isn't it and I've heard people preach on that do you really want to be made well because you know sometimes you know having an infirmity or a, you know some condition you get a lot of sympathy well fooey on the sympathy I don't want it anymore I want to be healed how many of you would say that I want to be healed I want to walk in the glory of God and all that he's purposed in this hour but then verse 7 the sick man answered him and said sir I have no man to put me into the pool when the water stirred up but while I'm coming another steps down before me in other words what is he saying man I just can't get a break 
I can't get a break. This is not for me. Somebody always steps in front of me. Those promises are for people that have much greater faith than I have or whatever. You know, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Listen, it is for you. The promises are for you. The promises of God are for yes and amen. You don't even have to have a lot of faith. How many of you sometimes feel like you don't have much faith? Be honest. Be honest. Do you know that if you had faith the size of a grain of mustard seed? That, how big is a mustard seed? It's pretty tiny. Is it smaller than that? I know it's somewhere in... It's pretty tiny. If you had that much faith, you could speak to this mountain. Be removed, right? Be cast into... And you could take care of it. And so we don't need a lot of faith. Our faith is... You know, some, I remember hearing a story. Corey Ten Boom was a great woman of God that hid Jews during the Holocaust. Her family, her sister died, her father died. Somehow she was miraculously delivered to share her testimony. And, and she was speaking after all of this had happened. And uh, she said, you know, she was speaking to a group of students and they wanted her autograph. And they came up to her and said, boy, Corey, you're a woman of great faith. Would you give me your autograph? What a great woman woman of great faith she said oh no 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 you got it wrong I'm not a woman of great faith I've got faith in a great God and that's the difference and you got faith you may not feel like you have much but if you have faith in a great God you've got great faith okay because great is your God and he's gonna show himself strong right now he's moving all across our nation looking for those whose hearts are loyal to him what's he looking for I mean what's he want to do for them to show himself strong show himself strong on those whose hearts are loyal to him and that's what he's doing right now and uh, so anyway he's somebody jumps in front of him Jesus said to him rise and take up your bed and walk he didn't have to wait he got a, a bypass from having to jump into the water he didn't have to you don't have to follow the tradition he, all you got to do is hear the Lord come and speak to you. And, and many of you this morning, you're going to hear His voice. Jesus is going to say something to you about something that's been plaguing you. And I'm telling you, according to the word of the Lord, if you rise up, if you have faith, if you grab hold of Him, you're going to find deliverance this day, says the Lord. You say, well, did it happen for this man? Well, look in verse 9. And immediately he rose, took up his bed and walked. And immediately, say immediately. I appreciate when there, you know, you have to endure and wait. And we are given to endurance. Man, we've been enduring for stuff. How many of you have been enduring for years for promises? Man, and that's part of the Christian life. But there's also the suddenlies. There's also the immediatelys. Could you use an immediately? Could anybody use an immediately? Well, let's just ask him. We have not because we ask not. God, would you send some immediately's our way today? I mean, we will endure. We'll just grin and endure to the end because those that endure to the end shall be saved. We're not going to give up. We're not going to throw in the towel. But Father, we thank you. This is a season also of divine suddenness. So just reach up your hand. Say, God, in Jesus' name, I grab hold of the suddenness and the immediately's that are available to me at this juncture in my life in Jesus name and I loose it all over you in the name of Jesus I release it 
And then he goes on, he says, immediately the man was healed. And Jesus, uh, therefore, in verse 10, said to him, who was cured? And it was it not the Sabbath? And they had a squabble about the Sabbath. But look in verse 14. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you have been made well. Sin no more. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. Now, I know there was another place in Scripture because... You know, the devil usually wants to blame something we were doing wrong. Remember, there was a place, who sinned first? You know, this boy or his parents or whatever. He said, neither, but that the works of God would be revealed. Remember, how many of you remember that? So there are things waiting. There are people out there. It's not because of, you know, they blew it. Maybe they did blow it. We all have blown it. You know, we've all blown it, to be honest. But they're, they're waiting for the works of God to be revealed. But there are other instances where it is because of sin. And so what does he say to do? Go and sin no more. There's grace to do that in this hour. I'm telling you. Things that have plagued us, habits. Uh, Jenny gave a word earlier. I, I don't know. That's not the unforgivable sin, all that stuff. But I'm just telling you. There are things right now that God wants to put on the chopping block. That's what I see right now. This is fun preaching this way. I see a big chopping block. I see the Lord like a butcher. And he's got this big, what do they call those? It's a cleaver. Well, well let's just put some stuff on the chopping block. God, you, you wouldn't give me this kind of stuff if you didn't want to do it. So think about it. Think about something right now you've been battling with, struggling with. You know, you just can't seem to get over or whatever it is. Maybe it's something you think you got over, but it comes back. It creeps back. It sticks up its ugly head from time to time. Okay, you are, anybody pictured anything? Okay. All right, put it on the chopping block. You know, they, they say don't get into visualization. We're not into it. We're into faith. But for this reason, God gave us vision. He gave us our minds. So we're picturing this on a chopping block because it's an act of faith, and we have a big God that's about to come and chop it off, all right? So that's where we are. In the name of Jesus. So put it there. And in Jesus' name, just picture a big old cleaver. Big meat cleaver. And the Lord God says, it is over. In Jesus' name. Did anybody hear it? In the spirit? You, I'm just, well, if you didn't hear it, don't worry about it. It happened. All right. Oh, man, God is so good. Roy, you telling us about the love of God. It is. He is a loving God. If I'd have been God, I'd have, I'd have given up on me, especially in my struggling years. You know what I mean? I'd have given up on me hundreds of times. Anybody know what you're, you know what I mean? But he didn't. He didn't give up on you. He didn't give up on me because we've got a great purpose. And that's what we're going to pray about here in just a little bit. But anyway, he uh, looked down in verse, let's just skip some. Well, look, verse 15, the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. God wants to release, the word apostle means to be a sent one. And there's an apostolic church that is arising in this hour. And we're being sent to tell him the things that Jesus did for us. That's our, that's our testimony. Jesus gave her a, a $20,000 car. I'm telling you, the testimonies are going to start rolling in. And we're going to... You will, there will be services. We will not be able to get it all in here. You're going to have to tell it on the street.
create your own you know pulpit and you got one the world is your pulpit wherever you work it's your pulpit and just go tell him the things that that Jesus did now look in verse 18 though this is interesting therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath but also said that God was his father making himself equal with God therefore remember the word therefore you always see what it's there for right so there is going to be a therefore when you start walking telling people the good things that God has done for you the therefore is the religious crowd is going to get more and more upset with you for telling people about it let them get upset they're supposed to get upset make them mad we need to make religion mad Jesus tried to make religion mad make it mad who cares we're not a fan of religion we're a fan of a relationship and we're not held tradition said he couldn't do this listen I'm not following your traditions have made the Word of God of no effect he said and uh, but there's nothing impossible with our God verse 24 the father loves the son and shows himself all things that he himself does and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel say I'm gonna marvel I'm telling you you're gonna marvel America let's prophesy America you are gonna marvel I know many right now are you know they've got their fist in the face of God and there's a great rebellion and America deserves great judgment how many of you know that I mean we deserve the book thrown at us but one more time God's gonna raise up a testimony he's gonna raise up a church that's gonna magnify his name his name many are gonna marvel they're gonna marvel at the things that God is doing through us through his people and then in verse let's just skip some verse 24 most assuredly I say to you he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but is passed from death to life most assuredly I say to you the hour now this stuck out to me when I read this this week the hour is coming say the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God those things and those who hear will live and that just I underlined it put one of those asterisks by it the hour is coming and now is listen I appreciate the hour that's coming and we're excited about the things that are coming we should be excited but can I tell you it's not just coming it is here the hours here Tyler you don't have to wait the greatest days of Tyler's life Tyler Clark's life are right now today when you wake up in the morning you're gonna have to pinch yourself I'm telling you this is the greatest time in your life there'll be other days all of that it'll take care of itself but this is the greatest moment you've ever lived now one reason because we're not guaranteed for other moments we understand that but we got to have that feeling man this is it today not only coming but the hour now is and uh, we could we could read more and more about that but I want to read look in verse uh, 31 if I bear witness of myself my witness is not true Jesus says there's another who bears witness of me I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true you have sent 
to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive testimony from man, for I say these things that you may be saved. Now look what the, he says about John the Baptist. John, he was a burning and a shining lamp. A burning, say burning. And a shining lamp. Now that's what I want to pray about. Yeah, you got to have a little fire to be a burning and a shining lamp. Because the world tries to put you out. The cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, oh, you know, all these things. Tries to put you out, try to knock you off. How many of you feel like the devil tried to kill you at some time in your testimony, in your journey? I, I do, a couple times. I was stupid. I fell asleep at the wheel with the cruise control on, going down the embankment. And flipped and turned. And I think, and I wasn't being that godly at that time. I was in my 20s. I was stupid. I shouldn't have fell asleep. But God kept me. I remember they took me to the hospital. They took me to the emergency room. And I said, man, I'm, I'm in seminary. I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor. And uh, they felt sorry for me and let me stay free in the emergency room. So I slept on an operating table. I thought, well, I don't know what it was an operating table, but it was a stretcher tie. I thought, no, wouldn't that have been bad if I'm sleeping and they must, you know, they took me they mistaken or something thought I was it waiting for surgery the next day you know liver surgery or something and I, wait what are you doing <laughs> they just let me stay there they felt bad for me but God let me tell you the devil didn't win he didn't win some of you your mother thought about aborting you and it didn't happen and others and we've talked about this we're not going back there but they had abortion but God is a God that redeems and restores the years of locusts have devoured. God's going to give those that lost sons and daughters, many sons and daughters. Make them mothers and fathers of the faith. And then there'll be a, a little one waiting for them. You know, when they, when they see his face and all of that. And I don't know how all that's going to work. But God wants you to be burning and he wants you to be shining. And I had some scriptures, I'm not going to read them all, but, but it, um, let your loins be girded about and let your lights be burning. You remember, we have a, the scripture written that the fire on the altar is never to go out. It's always to be burning continually. And you know we're the altar, and I know this is the altar, and some of us, and you're welcome to join us. We'll gather here in the morning. You're welcome if you're around about 7 o'clock, and we just stir the fire. The priests were to keep the fire burning. But the altar, the biggest altar is right here, right? Right here, Dylan. It's right here. This is it. There's a fire. In fact, I can see a fire burning in Dylan. Can you see it? It's not on his face. You know, sometimes you look at his face, you wonder, is there a fire burning? And no, no, that's all of us. You can't go by the face. You can't. Sometimes we look sad. Sometimes we look like we're thinking, you know, sometimes I don't mean to be rude you may walk by me and i'm thinking about something totally you know what i'm talking about you're not even paying any attention you got to pay attention you need to but you know the face doesn't matter but they're in the in the spirit there's a fire burning i can see there's a, a ball of fire in fact let me just go ahead and stir that fire up because it's abundant and hey, just sit right there you're good it's, right, it's where i saw it it's like a little ball of fire just release fresh fire fresh fire we stir the fire burning lamp in the name of Jesus 
Dylan, you're going you're gonna to travel the world preaching the gospel. Man, with fire. Ooh, he's a fire starter. That's what we need to pray for everybody today. Be fire starters. More fire, God in Dylan. In the name of Jesus, we release it. We release it. Jesus. In Jesus' name. You know, he said, call upon me while I'm near. It's time to call upon him because he is near. And then not only want to, we want to be burning, we want to be shining. And we could take a lot of time, I'm not. But remember Isaiah 60 says, Behold, darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Don't, now listen, we talk about that from time to time because we're in the world, but we're not of it. But I'm not going to focus on that darkness for too long. Man, I don't, listen, I'm, 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 I'm a realist. I know it's getting dark, but that's not where the story ends. He says, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And you know what the glory is for? Roy, recently I was up on the mountain over here, Prayer Mountain, and the Lord told me, he said, there will be some that will capitalize. Remember those words? Monopolize and memorialize the glory for themselves. God said, it's a dangerous place to be. But he also told me, he said, don't you marginalize. But the purpose of the glory, you remember what it is in Isaiah 60? What's the purpose? To make us look good? Make us feel good. You're going to look you're going to look different when the glory of God appears on you. You can't help but look different. But what's it for? It says that the, that the Gentiles will come. Kings, Gentiles will arise. Kings will come to the brightness of your arising. It's about the harvest. It even talks about the wealth of the Gentiles coming to you. I didn't know what to think about this transfer of wealth. You know, for a long time, it's part of my background. After reading that again, I'm all for it. I'm signing up. I don't know what it's going to look like. I know it's got to be. My heart has to be toward the harvest. But I'm saying, God, let her come. I believe you can trust me. There are things in my life I've given up. I've given up my job a couple times around Morningstar. You don't even know that. Before I was a pastor, I gave up my salary. Because Rick one time made the announcement. He said, now, guys, we're having a little uh, financial strain. And I'd already been cut off one time and God took care of me. So I went to Rick. I said, hey, Rick, I'll give up my salary. He said, good. I went, oh, wait a minute. What did I just do? I, I didn't mean it. I was joking. Why did you have to say yes? I was hoping he, you know, I already did it once. Why did I have to do it again? But I, was, I felt a peace, didn't we, Shirley? I gave up my salary. I'm going to write this stuff. I'm going to do this for absolutely nothing. But it wasn't for nothing. God took care of us. And so there, you know, this week at Rodney's, I gave a, we gave a big chunk. and I felt joy. In fact, that's when I felt this electricity on me after. The, oh, by the way, those five-hour meetings were twice a day. And not once a day. You, you start 10, you go to around 2 in the morning, 2, something like that. And then at night, 7 to midnight, 12.30. In fact... Those who, nobody leaves. Because if you leave, you miss it. Because the fire doesn't really, really, really fall until after midnight. And there's places in the scripture that's when people, Paul fell asleep. I mean, midnight. Things happen. Same thing in the world. It's getting midnight. Guess what? The sun is arising. At midnight, absolutely. 
going to shock the world. But we got to be a shining. The glory is not for ourselves. That's how you'll tell the difference. But it's for the sake of the lost, the sake of the world. It's for the harvest. They're going to come. Your sons. The scripture talks about. I could read all. Just go read it. Go read Isaiah 60. You'll be blown away. You'll see it. The sons will come. Unbelievable. Blessing. The purpose of God. And, and he'll hasten the day. I think the last verse. If I remember right. Something about I am God will do it. I'll hasten it. Make it fast. Suddenlies. We're living in the suddenlies. But we got to be burning and shining. Amen. You guys good? You made it. Oh God. Lord. I don't want to waste this moment. Next week is... You know, I will have lived seven days since I came back. This is the day. You said what is coming and what is now. So what do I do now? I really felt like I want to, I mean, I always do that. But I want to do that more. What are you doing now? What are you doing now? I pray in the spirit a whole bunch. Because of Rodney's influence in my life. It's, some, it's something God added. So I, I always pray in the Spirit. But today we prayed the whole way. On the way back. I mean, this morning. Just a couple hours. From Columbia. But I thought, man, this is cool. Because all it is, it's just another way of saying, God, it's not by might nor by power. My confidence is not in any word that I say. It's not anything I do. My confidence is in you. And I know you're speaking to people while I'm speaking and that you have the greatest work you have the hard part God you're the one that comes and sets things aright heals the brokenhearted saves the lost raises the dead we're gonna get in on that here too you know that don't you it's been prophesied a guy from Kansas City he prophesied the dead will raise will be raised on this ground you talk about filling that place out there when the dead are raised we're going to have to take tickets. They're going to be coming. Because they're going to be a, there could be a lot of dead. I don't know. I'm just saying we're living in this time. You know, none of us chose, but God chose us. He chose you to live in 2016, 2017. All the ruckus. You know, all the demons. I bet you know that they're little bitty gatherings of demons. You know, but, but I bet you there's a lot of panic in hell right now. There's got to be panic because there's probably news reports. You know, CNN is probably being shown in hell. <laughs> it probably is. No, really. But anyway, they're watching. Because <laughs> they get, you know, I, I don't know how that fits. But anyway, no, no, they wouldn't be watching CNN because that's lies. They, they're most of the time it's propaganda. So they're watching. What they're getting is the news reels of what's really happening on the earth. Forget CNN. They don't need that down there. They need the news reels of God's great awakening on the planet earth. And so they're flashing on screens. There's churches in West Virginia breaking out in revival. And California and Moravian Falls, North Carolina. The gathering is erupting. There's a bunch of folks that are going after God. We got to stop that stuff. They're not going to stop it. They're not going to stop it. Not going to stop it. It ain't happening. 
tell the devil that. Just it to you. Just say, you ain't, just say, it ain't happening. I'm going on with God. I will arrive at my destiny. God's going to finish what he started in me. I'm going to fulfill the purpose for which I was born. And I'm going to be a burning and a shining lamp. Amen. So, you know, also that scripture talks about the glory of the Lord will be seen on you. What's that going to look like? Yeah, there you go, your wife. That's a good answer. Good answer, man. Oh, that's a great answer. Oh, man. I don't know what all it's going to look like, but it's going to look. And it's, it's something maybe that they'll see because they'll come running. The Gentiles will come running. But we need to pray. If you want prayer this morning, I just want to impart. You say, is it, is it scriptural? Is there impartations? Yes. It is scripture. You got, I know you got to dig in and you got to live the faith. I'm not for this easy McDonald's type thing. You know, I know you got to live, you got to fast, you got to pray, you got to read the word. You don't just show up and say, okay, God, fix me today and let me be the worldwide, you know, evangelist in a moment. I, I understand all that. I'm not there. You know I'm not there. I say, I know you're not there. But I know there is impartations. And there's a, there was an impartation there for this great awakening that is erupting to be a firebrand. You were talking about the fire. Come on up and I want you to pray with me. So what we're going to pray this morning, if you want prayer, we're just going to just come up, maybe start over here and come by. We just want to pray for folks that God will relight the fire. Okay, you'll be a burning lamp. You got to get oil in your lamp. Because right, how can fire burn without oil? Especially at the end of the age, because he said there were those 50% would not have, they didn't have oil in their lamp. So we need oil. So we need to dump oil on you today. Not, not really, but in the spirit, okay? We need pray for oil, fresh oil, fresh fire. And I don't know, I don't know if you're going to fall out of trees. It, we don't care around here. Let's be ready. We believe by faith. Everybody was falling. When, when they're praying for, you know, Rodney's praying. I didn't, I mean, I fell because it was convenient. I'm just being honest with you. You know what I mean? But I received by faith. Huh? It is more real. No, I'm, I'm, it is real. It is real. Because by faith I received. I was not going to be denied. Did that come out right? Something like that. Yeah. But I'm telling you, the power of God is coming power of God is falling in the name of Jesus. So Lord, we thank you right now. We release the fire of God. We release the anointing and the fire. We release. When we lay hands, Lord, we pray for fresh fire, fresh anointing, fresh impartation. The fire of God. Now, there he comes. There, there's the fire. Release. Fire right now. Thank you. Come on, Roy. Help me pray. Just release. I can't hold my hand still. Thank you, God. Thank you. More fire. Fire fire we want to release it's going to increase thank you Lord fire of God release the fire thank you Jesus thank you Lord fire of God in this man release fresh fresh fire of God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus just when we pray lay hands on you you say I receive by faith in your spirit just say, I receive by faith fire fresh fire burning lamp burning lamp oil in Jesus name thank you God oh fresh fire 
Here it is. Fresh fire. This, this, this is real, I'm telling. Just receive by faith. Just say, I receive. Fight. Faith. Fire. Fire. Anointing. Anointing. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Oil of heaven. There it's come. There's an increase there. Now, more. In the name of Jesus. There's somebody behind you. Listen, there'll be somebody behind you. So don't, you know, don't uh, stand just to stand, okay? I, I mean, we really, we're not hung up on any of that. We just want the real thing. But release fire. There's somebody behind you. Fire. More. Double. Fire. Eric, in Jesus' name, release the anointing upon this young man. Fiery brand in the name of Jesus. Fire of God. Fresh fire. Fire. In Jesus' name upon James. In Jesus' name. You're never going to turn back. Never going to go back. Never look back. In Jesus' name. He's, he's marking you. It's like there's a, a branding iron in your brain. You will not turn back. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh anointing. Thank you, Lord, for this precious woman. Faith. You are like a Corey Timboon. You may not know it, but you are. You have faith in a great God. And there's, oh, there's, there's a testimony that's being built, but it's going to be told at a latter date because it's not finished. Now, none of us are finished, but that's what I want to tell you. In Jesus' name, release fire of God in this man. He's a man after your heart, God. Release fire in Jesus' name. Fire of God. Release, release in Jesus' name. Bless, young man. Oh, man, you're going to... You're a fiery brand, a burning lamp. You kin to these guys? You have no choice. You are marked. You're a good, good man. And I know some of this you may wonder about. It's okay. God's got your number. He's given you a number. And in His book, you're number one. So we release that now. Fresh fire of God. Fresh anointing. Rick and Lori. Fresh fire. Burning lamp. Shining and burning lamp. In Jesus' name. Fresh fire. Joe. Burn. Joe, burn in Jesus' name, burning lamp, fire of God, fresh, fresh, blessed in Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You said freely we receive, freely we give. Now, just receive by faith. Now, now, the coming and now in Jesus' name. Now, she's already had a great deposit of the glory. More. We want more. We want to be overwhelmed by the glory. In the name of Jesus. And we'll use it for the purpose of the harvest. Hallelujah. Fire of God. I fire. Jesus. I, I'm not really doing that. I'm just doing that. But I, I, can't, I can't. My hand is just where it goes. Thank you, Lord. Release. Fire of God upon this precious brother. Thank you, God. Burning lamp. Fresh oil. In Jesus' name. Fresh oil. Burning lamp. Fire. Hallelujah. Yeah. Rabba da de kusana da kuraba, era de shi.